Hey everyone, I got the chance to talk with Robert Hartley and Adam King for Viva La Dirt League's new D&D Logic. Here's the interview. So the funny thing is when every when uh, Jeremy reached out to us, my husband had just got done showing me like, I don't know, the last 30 videos y'all have on your Facebook page. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so Goodness. it was like perfect timing. <laughs> um, and what I have to ask is because I mean, he's a big fan of like the PUBG logic, NPC logic and all that stuff. Um, going into tabletops is kind of different than like traditional video games. So what was the jump? Why the jump into D&D uh, for your I, next Logic series? Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you can probably speak more to the D&D, Rob, but mm. in my opinion, it's not as much of a jump as most people would think. Like, yeah, it, agreed. It, it, yeah, it, it's, it's still one of the things that we love about the content that we make on the channel, whether it's PUBG or NPC Man or Red Dead or Souls Logic, whatever it is, is it's about it's it's about the community and it's about yeah. the feeling that you get when you play the game. It's not yeah. necessarily about that it's video games and that's what people connect with. So I don't yeah. think it's much of a jump to go, let's do that, but about yeah. D&D. Because, because you've got the board series as well, which isn't about characters in a video game at all. It's just about guys playing at a playtext store sort of thing. Like it's 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 about yeah. people being able to relate to the content and going, oh, I yeah. can, I, I see that. And and there's actually not a, as big a difference between video gaming and tabletop gaming as people think. A lot of people just consider themselves gamers of all kinds and yeah. play both. And when you've got when you've got games, video games that are literally set in the world of D and D, like Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and things like that, there's there's very little crossover um, between. Uh, sorry, very, very little um, uh, goes into thinking about the crossover. People people who would uh, play both. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that that was never when it was how I got introduced to D and D. So mm, um, yeah. that makes yeah, uh, Baldur's, sense. Baldur's Gate was how I yeah. unknowingly <laughs> got introduced. I played Baldur's Gate one and two, and then years later, someone yeah. was like, oh, that's based on D and D. I was like, what? I had, the, I, had the, I had the same response. I was like, oh, that's a fun game. And then uh, I got into D and D much later, and then I was like, man, I love D and D. I wonder if there's any video games about D and D. Oh, I've already played one. <laughs> Um, I think on that note, what are some of like the themes that you're really excited to dive into with the D&D Logic series? Like whether it's from the DM perspective, because I have actually um, <laughs> every friend that I have that plays D&D is a DM and not nice. like just a player. Oh, so no, I hear that must stories. be difficult. <laughs> yeah, it also means I'm constantly getting tried to uh, be pulled into different D and D games. Yeah. Yeah. Come and join my campaign. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in a you're in an advantageous position there. The the uh, sort of trope position is that people have lots of players and nobody wants to DM because <laughs> of all the extra responsibilities. Um, um, so yeah, to be have an abundance of them is pretty useful. Uh, so, so I what I'm looking forward to is that we're 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 showing the whole thing in the characters' perspective. The characters are um, always in the world, and so we we occasionally hear from the DM, uh, or we see them as other characters. But yeah, we, we, we're 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 going to show it from the the uh, the entire thing from the characters' perspective in in world. Yeah, uh, that's probably one of the things that I'm excited about as well. Is a lot a lot of I mean, it's what we do for our other series as well. Is everything is kind of from the the in-game perspective is what what would that look like if it was in real life basically yeah um and it, it's a fun way to say a lot 
there, there is not a lot of D content like this out there but what is out there they kind of do rely on seeing table play as well yeah um which yeah we, um, we, which we, you quite often it. see skits of people like rolling at the table talking in character talking in the player voices and then they'll interspose it, it, it with uh, in in character stuff in costume and things like mm. that whereas we're just staying we're in costume the whole time and we're applying the logic of the real world only through them sort of questioning the logic of their own world yeah. And I think like that also brings me like into the next question is like, so watching y'all stuff, it is very, it is player focused. Is there a difficulty in layering on that? Cause I got to see the first episode, which was great. Um, mostly cause I suck at backstories, but uh, <laughs> it was, it was great to watch. Um, but there's a moment towards the end where you have, you know, the DM talk, the role happens. Is there mm-hmm. a difficulty in like comedic timing of like getting that little overlay on top of the yeah, characters. yeah. There, def- <laughs> there, there definitely is there definitely is so so we sort of had to make that decision early on like are we going to be jumping back and forth to the table this and that and the other once we've made the decision no we're staying at the at the um in, in the character world then came the difficulty of okay well then how do how do we portray the dm um yeah. because the dm is going to obviously be in uh, an integral part of any sort of logic that takes place in the character world uh, and and there were a couple of different ideas that we were toyed, toyed with and um and we went with a particular idea that people will see and and then came the editing process of going okay it's not clear enough that that's not just another voice in, at the table uh how do we make that do we work, do we work with reverberation around the echoing of the voice do we use this do we use that and i think we came to a, a, an idea that works so mm-hmm. far hopefully mm-hmm. i think so and it's it's also going to be as everything that we do is try trial essentially is yeah. if um if people are very receptive to that then great we'll move on with that if people are not so much uh then we've got a few other ideas and tricks up our sleeve that we're that we're keen to try as well it is yeah. the beauty of releasing content the way uh that we do on youtube and facebook is that you get such immediate feedback from yeah, the yeah. Community. We, we'd have to we'd have to commit to an entire feature film and then, and yeah. then release it and realize <laughs> oh and people don't get it <laughs> yeah so so that's very responsive to comments so if we start yeah. see com- seeing comments being like i don't understand was that i don't understand and then we'll be mm-hmm. like all oh, right it's not clear enough to them let's work yeah. on that in season two mm-hmm. or whatever I mean, not even in season two. Like, we, we, oh, could, if, in, we, in, we could change in, things. Yeah, in we could actually change things before it even releases. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the things after watching uh, episode one, two that I really loved was the costuming is really good, mm. oh, like yes. pretty intense. Um, as somebody who played a tiefling in Neverwinter, I appreciated the representation right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, what, uh, what went into the costume? Because I know that Viva Dirt League has a D&D campaign that, that mm. y'all run as well. Did you, Was there bringing in existing characters that you all play as into this? Or was it just like, let's let's go and, and just... No, so so one of the things I said right from the off, I said, uh, I'm going to be very strict on there being no crossover between the D&D okay. logic and the D&D campaign that we run, because I don't want to muddy either one. I don't want people to have, have to have seen one in order to enjoy the other, yeah. especially because we're releasing them on two completely different YouTube channels. Um, and so I don't want, I don't want there to be any sort of, and with the, with the requirement of the D and D logic skits being shot skits that people will just kind of scroll past and, oh, maybe they'll pause and watch it. They, 
you can't rely on them understanding who this character is and all of the backstory that goes with them and stuff like that. So the next thing that came into it was I wanted to make sure that every character had a different class and a different species. So so the tiefling is represented and the human is represented and the, the dwarf and the elf and the goliath and all of this. We, we had a lot of discussions early on about <laughs> yeah. what races, because obviously there's a lot of amazing and varied uh, races in D&D and a lot of them don't look particularly human. And so <laughs> yeah, we, you don't. We, we had a chat, like we, we, we ranked all of the we races. We literally put a number to them all, yeah. About, <laughs> and ranked them by their difficulty of how it was going to be to achieve. So like, like oh, okay, and our Aarakocra has fully functioning wings and is a bird person that can talk through. <laughs> so them. that was like in the, in the top level. Like maybe maybe don't do that in season one. <laughs> so so we kind of like I I think we ruled out the top tier entirely, and and then and then we went okay let's try and get a couple from tier two which we yeah. ended up going with Tiefling and um and oh my Furbolg. god Goliath uh, oh yeah and Furbolg as well actually yeah and Tiefling yeah. Goliath and Furbolg were probably the most makeup intensive ones um yeah. difficulty especially with the Goliath in game meant to be like between seven and eight feet tall and same with the Furbolg so it's it was like mm-hmm. yeah we, we had we had to uh, had to um cast tall actors for those and then put them in boots <laughs> big boots <laughs> And then cast short actors as yeah. Um, yeah. as halflings and dwarves and use a bit of camera trickery. <laughs> um, I think the next piece that I, that I want to ask, and, and I feel like it's kind of been touched on, but like, are you hoping, I guess, what is the type of audience that you hope you reach with this? Are you hoping to get like people who haven't been exposed to D&D like into yeah. D&D now? Or are you yeah. kind of going so- for like, you know, the existing community? Yeah, one of the wonderful things about it, and uh, and I really tried to aim for this in my writing of it, is that people who haven't played D&D will still understand what the joke is, hopefully. Yeah. And people who have played video games, but not role-playing games, might understand it. And there's, if you if you enjoy just the Viva Dirt League guys, you'll see the same sort of comedy and humor and the same cast that you're used to seeing and things like that. So there's there's something for a bit of everyone. If you if you just enjoy D&D and you've never heard of Viva Dirt League before, you'll, you'll love them because they're they sort of like the, the the jokes and memes that you see around D and D, and then yeah, if if you're coming at it from all these different angles, hopefully you'll, you'll there'll be something for you. Mm. One one of the things that we always strive for in Viva the Dirt League is uh as as a test that we put on it is will my mum like it? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's a it's a two prong test. It's will my mum like it and will the hardcores like it? And if you can please both of those, <laughs> both of those groups with one uh, with one skit, then you've got a winner. Yeah. That's an awesome. And I, I, I think pr- pr- a lot of the D and D logic skits are gonna are gonna hit both those groups. Now, now, will my mum like it, and will my mum understand it? Are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's kind of, that's kind of what I mean. Like we have a lot of uh, PUBG episodes and NPC episodes. That, yeah, I'll get I'll get a call or a text from my mum being like, "I love the most recent episode. It was very funny with this bit and this bit and this bit." And I'm like, "Oh, but the actual joke woofed over your head, didn't it?" Well, <laughs> yeah. um, what what goes into kind of? Because I'm assuming that for D and D logic, it's going to kind of be like one continuous story with like the same characters throughout. What goes into writing that while also hitting those like fun those fun logic points that you know viewers have like come to love you guys for so so the because the primary concern was making sure that 
people had didn't have to watch them in series they yeah. they can watch them out of order somebody like maybe somebody loves all every one of them but it's not until like the sixth episode that they go oh so and so my friend would really like that episode yeah. because it pertains to an in joke that we have at the table blah and then mm -hmm. they can send them just that episode and their friend doesn't have to watch all all the previous five to understand yeah. skit six so that was my primary concern and so it started with me just putting down a list of all the different ideas i had for what would make a funny skit and then once i had that i could pick the ones that kind of made uh, just happened to make a, a, a an overarching D D campaign kind of story and went yeah. okay we'll take those ones and make that into it and so mm -hmm. the first episode is obviously the a, a, a joke around the introduction of their backstories and, and so that obviously comes first and then yeah. the last episode of this season will be well i don't want to spoil too much but it's something that culminates a a, a campaign a arc and dnd yeah no that makes sense um and i guess so from like the like being a part of the cast and like the acting perspective uh what's that like adam <laughs> It was it was so uh, strange. So, so, something that came up at the end of the first day, I think it may have been, is that none of us have ever done laughing like live action roleplay. <laughs> um, but it, it felt like an awesome version of role of laughing because yeah. here we are, uh, nine actors all uh, in costume, all in because I mean the Viva Crew loves to improvise, so all kind of improvising around our characters <laughs> and around the scenario. And it legitimately felt like we were laughing or something. Yep. We're just we're sitting there in a tavern. This is what laughing can be like. Yeah. I would fuck it. I would love this. Yeah, yeah. Sitting around a tavern, drinking from tankards and eating nuts and bre bread as we're just chatting in between takes. It just yeah. It's because the, as you've seen, it was actually that's right. It was the first day from the tavern, wasn't it? And so that yeah. from that episode that you've seen, the first episode. We're all literally just sitting around a table having as I'm, as star I'm staring guys. at a Goliath and a, and a, <laughs> yeah, and as, a as, as we've got the lighting guys and the camera guys working around us off take and we're all just sitting there having a laugh and chatting about the last take and what someone said and joking around and being like oh my god this because we were in a real tavern with yeah. real props in costume it just felt so freaking awesome um, so I think one of the questions I have too, specifically from the DM perspective is I can easily see a lot of like the logic points that will come up for like players. Um, but I can also see something like say a player completely ruining everything yeah. for the DM and having <laughs> yeah. like, how do you, how, uh, if you can, is there like any way you can kind of dive into how you can represent like the, the DM logic that also goes into it that is a little bit harder to like see yeah. when the players are there? I don't yeah, know if that definitely... question made sense. <laughs> no, no, it definitely did. As a DM, it made sense. <laughs> I'm not sure if it makes sense to anyone who doesn't, doesn't know the game. Um, yeah, it definitely made sense to me, especially with players ruining your plans. <laughs> um... What? Players never do that. What? Uh, so so there, yeah, there are a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, mine there's a lot of uh gold to mine around the the, the dm's perspective in, in terms of logic um yeah. but there's also just as much from the player's perspective so i have a lot of skits that work in in the character i've also thought of ideas for how to include the dm in the in the character's world because they kind of are in the character they're making the world yeah. so they're, they're almost like an omnipotent god of that world and so we've got ways to introduce them into the campaign if it's if it's necessary for future skits um but a lot of the a lot of the things that the dm has to deal with are dealt with in the character world so people like in, okay. i'm talking about at the, at the gaming table so the dm yeah. will make adjustments on the fly uh, which will adjust the character's world on the fly and so we can still see that from the character's perspective as the world yeah. changes around them on the fly and things like that 
So there's okay. still ways to sort of uh, readjust your the way that you're coming at it and come at it from the character's perspective still. I um y- you saying that the 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 DM is the world for some reason what popped into my mind when you said that <laughs> was um someone trying to chop down like you know, <laughs> to chop down a tree with a spoon or something I don't know <laughs> and then the tree comes to life as the DM's face like you're not going to chop down a tree. <laughs> give give it in no matter what you roll you're not going to you're not going I'm not going to let you roll for it roll athletics no it doesn't matter if you're in twenty you're not chopping the tree down with a spoon but I'm just going like to roll a little a little knot in the tree turns into a face and goes mate just leave it alone. Fine, not a spoon. I'll pick up this rock and hit it. And then the rock turns into the DM as well. He's like, nah, you can't hit pick me up. I'm too heavy. <laughs> Athletics check. No, I'm too heavy. You can't. Yeah. Skit idea. I'm going to jet that down. <laughs> I will say, I've done one one shot and I was a very aggro half-orc barbarian, but my nice. DM didn't think that I would be. And so I just decided to fight everybody that... <laughs> we encountered and may have made his life very very hard (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's your dm's uh job i guess isn't it yeah um but yeah um i think like one of my last questions really is just like what are you hoping that fans take away from this and and fans can just be viewers in general like Mm. whether it's somebody who's just stumbling across dnd logic for the first time or somebody who has been watching y'all you know all of your logics uh what are you hoping people walk away with one one thing i want the broader fan base at least the broader people the dirt league fan base or the broader nerd culture in general to walk away with it is uh is a is a bit of a deeper understanding that a tabletop top game like dnd is not deep nerd it is it is just as fun and just as enjoyable as the video games that you may enjoy um yeah. that's that's what i'm hoping because I, f- I feel like our so we have the main people dirt league channel and then we have the dnd channel and i know that uh there's a large portion of our main channel audience who think that yeah going to the other channel is deep nerd <laughs> and, um, yeah. i, I want to prove to them it's not basically I'm- it's just as fun and just as <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm great i'm grateful for the existence of larping live action role play because yeah. because deep because it allowed <laughs> yeah. yeah because it allowed it allowed me to allow myself to, to get into D in the first place because i was like well i might be i might be deep nerd now but there's a, there's another level of deep nerd than, than me and so i was allow, i was allowing myself to do that and if it wasn't for that then i might i might not have given D a go and realized just how fun it is um the very least that i hope people come away with with this in this current day and age of incessant scrolling of content uh, is is that somebody pauses watches the video and then lets out an, a, a soft exhale from the nose and then gets... <laughs> but but what i would love for people to come away with is them going wow dnd looks a lot of fun these guys are a lot of fun playing it Oh, what's this? They've got a D&D channel over on the other channel. And then they go over there, they get in- involved in the content in an even bigger way. Uh, and then and then they message us saying, hey, I'm, I've been playing D&D for a year now because of you guys. You know, that's that would be the which ideal. Has, which has happened already, literally oh, just yeah. from our D&D content. Hundreds we get messages all the time, people saying, uh, because of the fun that you guys have on your channel, I decided to try out D&D and I love it. And it's like, fantastic. That's Very amazing. So if anybody listening to this interview or watching episode one of D&D Logic for the first time does decide to take that jump, give me like your one piece of sage advice for somebody <laughs> starting D&D for the first time. Session zero, 
you have to talk with everybody before starting about what expectations are for the game. Uh, what sort of a campaign do you want to play? Do you want to be running around killing everybody without consequence? Do you want to be like super gritty realism, Game of Thrones sort of thing? Like, what 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 are we going for with this campaign, and what would you like to play? And and most importantly, what boundaries are off limits at the table? Do we yeah. do we not want to touch on this comp topic? Do we not want to have the inclusion of spiders if you're super arachnophobic, or zombies if you if you if that's a trigger for you? All that sort of thing. That should all be talked about ahead of time so that it will reduce the number of horror stories that people hear about D and D. As a player, I think one of my because um, I've never DM, so I don't know. But uh, as a, as a player. <laughs> Uh, I, I always give people the uh, uh, the acting technique, which is yes and. So when you're when you're playing, uh, listen to your other players and don't don't shut down what they are trying to bring to the game. So even if you think it's a really bad idea, you kind of go e- e- yes, let's do that and let's do this and <laughs> or. Yeah. If it's a really good idea, yes, and I'm going to build on it with this uh, with this idea that I've got as well, as opposed to uh, I haven't had this experience, but I can I heard from other people, and I imagine that uh, you can get groups who all just want to go off and kind oh, of yeah. do. They've all got different ideas, and it's, that would probably be very hard to wrangle. Whereas, yeah. yeah, working you don't have to work together as a team, but you can build on those people's ideas. Yeah. It's so, yeah, easier l- to listen and play with your players. It's easier to steer a runaway cart than it is to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, and is like steering it in this direction, and no but is into a wall a bit more. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good explanation. Wow, that that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you all so much for your time. Um, that's all I got. Um, if you want to uh, just do a quick, I guess, plug for people at Dirt League. D&D logic, anything. Tell people where they can find y'all on the internet, where they can find the yeah. videos, all that stuff. So uh, let me, before I launch into it here. Uh, so D&D logic is starting next Tuesday, the 31st of August with the very first episode about level one backstories. Uh, check it out on youtube.com slash Viva La Dirt League. And then if you like it, go over to youtube.com slash Viva La Dirt League D&D and check out our actual game D&D stuff as well. And we can you can also catch us on Twitch. Uh, Adam mm, streams, yes. I stream, Alan streams, Rowan streams, Ben streams, pretty much everyone can even vaguely connected with Viva La League streams <laughs> on can, Twitch. Yes, at uh, twitch.tv slash VLDL slash teams slash VLDL. I, I can't I, remember what that sure. link is. So, <laughs> I go, gonna, go, I, you know, live right now. Um, go, to, go to twitch.tv slash Robert Hartley GM and then go from there to everybody else. <laughs> or, or that slash team slash VLDL. Yes, that's what it is. Team slash VLDL. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. And then if y'all want to plug for yourselves too, like where can people find if they liked what y'all were talking about, maybe they want yeah. to see more so, DM stuff or. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a full-time dungeon master and I spend a lot of time on Twitch at Robert Hartley, uh, at, sorry, at twitch.tv slash, slash Robert Hartley GM. Um, but you can find some of my content on YouTube as well at Robert Hartley. Um, and just anywhere you type my name, you'll find me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you just find me on Viva La Dirt League, or you can check out my Instagram, which is Adam King film where I post what I'm up to with people. Cat, cat videos. And, and cats. And lots of cats. <laughs> lots, of, lots of cat videos. I foster videos. cats as well. So. Cats are important. <laughs> exactly. 